We're doing it. Hey, what's going on, bud? Not much. Sitting outside having a drink. Sounds good. All right. Uh, tell you what, uh, what we'll do is uh, I will count it down from like five, and then we'll come in, and we'll just start talking about the playoff picture. How about that? That'll work. All right, cool. And this, uh, and I'm going to address you as Doma or Anthony Richardson. What do you want? Doma's fine. Doma's fine. Okay. All right. Five, four, three, two, one. All right. Welcome to Uncle Pack Talks to CFSL. Uh, this is our playoff edition. It's our first podcast. First one we're trying. We'll see how it goes. And, uh, our guest tonight is Doma, the uh, AD of the SEC champion, champion uh, Miami Hurricanes. And uh, our playoff picture got solidified tonight. Everything's in, uh, you know, uh, we know where everybody stands right now. And uh, we're going to talk to one of the guys who's sitting in one of the top spots. How's it going, Doma? Oh, it's going. Yeah, it's going all right. That's for sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's a rumor uh, that Doma has been drinking Jack Daniels all night long before he joined this podcast. And, uh, you know, is, 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 is there truth to that? There is definitely truth. Okay. All right. Well, all right. So what we've seen is that we have uh, Oklahoma State at number one in the Big Ten. We have Oregon at number two. And we have USC at number three. Then you go to the SEC, you've got Miami, who Doma's the AD of, at number one, champions of the SEC, LSU at number two, and godforsaken Alabama at number three. <laughs> so, you know, uh, that means that Alabama's going to play Oregon in the first round, and that uh, USC is going to play LSU in the first round. So let's just get right down to it, man. First of all, congratulations. Congratulations to win the SEC for the first time. Yeah, you, thank you. You've done very Appreciate well as an AD. You deserve it. You've, you've uh, built your way up all the way from, uh, you know, you made your playoffs in the first season. Uh, you, When you weren't an AD, you guys missed out by just a little bit. And now you've made the playoffs. You lost your first game. Now you're in the playoffs as the SEC champion. So you're advancing. Uh, so you guys get to sit back for a week or, you know, for a few days anyway and watch and see how it plays out, right? Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. Well, uh, so let's get right down to it here. Uh, we'll start with Oregon versus Alabama. Okay. We saw this matchup early in the – very, very, very early in the regular season. And Oregon came out on top uh, very closely. But Alabama is not the same team that they were uh, when that game was played. So, no, if you had to procrastinate or uh, prognosticate, excuse me, and guess who's going to win that game, well, then – what do you think? Man, I don't know. Um, <clears throat> I mean, Alabama's obviously gotten a lot better throughout the season. Um, 
where I had him on our team with Miami last year, and he helped me out a lot with the Sims and everything. And everybody's just kind of seen Alabama progress throughout the season. Um, that defensive showing tonight was it was impressive. It was something else. It was it was impressive. Um, I knew going into my game planning, and you know, it's no secret I'm the AD of Auburn, and we played Alabama tonight. Uh, it's no secret that I, you know, um, had personal vested interest in that game. But my goodness, what a defensive game plan David Ware pitched tonight! He really did. Uh, you know, we we couldn't do anything offensively, and we haven't seen that from Alabama. All year long. Um, Because he was our defensive coordinator when he was with Miami. Uh, And he, I mean, he always had a good game plan for us. So I knew him taking over as AD that that defense was going to be something else. And he's definitely. Well, it's built off those two linebackers, in my opinion. You know, wearing mostly. And it's also. the second level of that is those two corners in carry on and uh, uh, Gonzalez. You know, they it, it's just they have two guys who want to take away either either phase of the game. And when their numbers are right, man, it's hard to move the ball off. You know, I don't care how talented you are because I've got good guys, you know, in, in, in either spot on offense. But my goodness, nothing was working. No. Yeah. Now, uh, all right, we'll, we'll get down to that. So, I don't think uh, – if we're going to talk about how much better Alabama's gotten, let's just go ahead and talk about how, how much better Oregon has gotten over the season. Oh, yeah. I knew last season um, God. all the recruiting they had, that they were going to have a, a really good team. Uh, it seems – it's really starting to come How together weird this year. Was that 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 Oregon was that last year just could not quite. Um, I mean, because everybody, I, I, I said before we started last season, that I thought Oregon was the uh, you know the preseason favorite in the Big Ten, and they ended up winning like two games. Yeah, um, I think it comes down to bad luck, really, because they have the talent. Um, they definitely have the talent. They're another one. They've got a veteran AD. I played for Oregon my first two seasons, and uh, I think they're uh, they're going to be a tough so team to beat this year. So they were basically season eight uh, version of season nine Texas. <laughs> yeah, just completely fit the whole time. <laughs> I mean, that, that's just what happened. You know, they had the talent and they had the good game plan. They went to shit when uh, the – whatever. Things just didn't work. So, uh, uh, they fought their way back. You know, Oregon and Texas like two – they're like yin and yang. They're like two this season uh, compared to last season. That's what we're looking at here. So, uh, so Oregon, Alabama, again, um, you know, uh, if you had to pick, if you had to, and this isn't, you know, bound in blood, whatever, but if you had to pick 
wins that game. Does Oregon win? Does Oregon win in advance? Or does Alabama? Because there are two teams on hot streaks, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, that's a hard one to pick. It, it is. really is. Because Oregon could come out firing on all cylinders on offense. Um, you got D. Frost, who's always a vertical threat. And I think if Alabama can contain Frost, yeah. they can come away with a win. Well, they're built to do it. Uh, they've got good safeties. They've got good corners. You know, they're built to do just that. Uh, the question is, is can uh, Oregon find a way to move the ball on the ground? To make, you know, uh, because they've been good running the ball. They haven't been great running the ball. And uh, they do supply very – they do they – do, uh, very much rely on a Jim Allen throwing the ball. In my opinion, against that Alabama defense, that can be a dangerous game to play. It definitely is. Um, a lot of it, and I've I've noticed over the last two seasons of game planning, that playbook you pick at the beginning of the year, um, there are very, very few playbooks that you can go run heavy one game, and go pass heavy the next and be able to count on it. Um, To be able to find the right settings to get a a good game plan to run the ball, it'll be hard to do. And you're kind of taking a chance if you go away from what's been working for you to try to do something different. It's a gamble. Gamble to go away from something different from who you're playing. So, all right. Think that you, so you think Alabama can win that? Uh, that's that's what I'm getting. Yeah, we'll okay, go with we'll go Alabama. Okay, we'll say all right. So said that Alabama he believes can beat Oregon. Okay, so Alabama beats. Let's go to the second uh, uh, quarterfinal matchup. That would be USC and that triple option that has caught fire late in the year. Versus LSU. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, USC's look good. Um, they've definitely bounced back. I think they started off kind of rocky this year, and they've kind of figured out that offense. Yeah. On the other hand, you got LSU with all the firepower that they have along with a pretty good defense. Um, I just – I can't I can't think of a scenario where LSU is not going to come away with that okay, win. and what do you think the catalyst for that is? What do you think causes – what do you think is the insurmountable force that LSU has to keep USC from being able to beat them? It can be – it can think, be the coach, the player, so. whatever. I think Gage Youngblood, I think he comes out and just goes off. He's got a lot of weapons out there to choose from. Um, they can use their run game very well to pull that defense in, and then they can throw over the top all yeah, night they long. Can. The different Here's the issue with the triple off. And um, USC has used this to perfection in the last few weeks, is that 
Defense gets stops. You use the triple option that creates long drive. You wear the other defense down. And then you continue to play good defense, you know, cause court possessions. And then you stay on offense in the game. And USC's done that great uh, for the last, like, three weeks. They have not played in my team like LSU yet. Uh, and if I had to pick a case, uh, of what can be the problem for all that, uh, it's Dylan LeBlanc. Dylan LeBlanc disrupts the pass game, the run game, your family life, uh, your personal feelings and respect, uh, you know, how you feel about yourself as a person. Uh, he does all those things. So, you know, uh, I'm kind of weird to hear that I think, L- um, I think LSU should win that game. But here's the problem is that if they don't have their numbers right. If they don't, they aren't dialed in properly game-wise, USC could run that. Oh, definitely. And, you know. Yeah. Going against that triple option. Defending the triple option is different than any other game plan uh, in this this league. It is because you have to be very specific based on your personnel to defend the triple option. It's it's not like the other offensive team. So this is really going to come down to config and uh, the ADs game plan. For LSU, can they put it together to stop USC? I guess we'll have to right. Yeah, yeah, you never know. I mean, it, if they have those settings in just right and that game plan set to even just slow down the triple option, and that's the thing, that LSU, they don't have to completely stump an offense. Yeah. They can if they can just keep those numbers down just a little bit, they can outscore right. anybody. All right. So you've got so you and I both, as we look or don't not both, but you know, going by what you going along with you here, you're the guest. Uh we've got uh you and Alabama advantage. That would put uh that'd put Miami, LSU, Alabama, and Left in the playoff. Let me ask you this. Um, you played Oklahoma State in week eight. Or no, you did. You played uh you played LSU in week seven, was what I was trying to get to. And uh you played, you played LSU in week seven, and most people, including me, on the inside of this podcast. Didn't give you a whole lot of chance winning that game, and you can't dominate. So, what would you consider the 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 vast improvement shown in the last few weeks on offense? Uh, what would you credit that to? Um, we got a run game going, um, and I think that extra threat of Duncan out there opened up the passing a lot. Um, that, along with 
we have a uh, Mark Perry out there, and we can swap him between receiver and cornerback. He's an athletic dude, and uh, kind of I think it helps with the game planning because teams don't really know where the guy's going to play. Sure. So we kind of use that for our advantage. And if we want to go out pass heavy, that's what we do. Um, just the deep ball. That's what's gotten us where right. we're at. Well, you know, you got guys like Harry, Jay Nathaniel. You've got Blaze Gunner um, in the past game, and you've got Axton Richardson, uh, your personal player, uh, throwing him the ball. Uh, I tell you what, and, and this is just coming from the outsiders and outsiders' perspective. Calls game is to watch the play play out. Axton Richardson has been one of the most uh, accurate passers we've seen uh, in a long and he's had he's been surrounded by weapons the last couple of seasons. Um, how badly is Axton Richardson going to miss Blake? Oh, it's going to be uh, going to take a lot of adjusting. That's for sure. Um, I've already been sitting down going through recruiting points and <laughs> looking at what, what we've got, what we need to recruit for, and what kind of space we've got just for that very reason. Um, we're losing Richard Singer and Blaze Gunner yeah, this I season. I think Richard Singer has one of the best names in the CFSL, but nobody <laughs> will let me. So, uh, it's, you know, but anyway, yeah, Richard Singer, you, yeah. That's the, the rough part of being AD is that you lose these guys who have been so invested or have been so bought in or just so active for years, you know. And, uh, yeah. you know, Miami, before you took over, was one of those teams always right there, but they never quite got there. You know what I mean? Uh, never quite got in, whatever. You guys bought your way in uh, last season. And now here you won the SEC championship. Uh, you know, it took me six, no, seven. It took me seven seasons to win the SEC championship. Uh, I won the national championship before I won the SEC championship. So, uh, you know, so tell me, you know, what's that feel like the first time to win the uh, – for the first time to be your conference champion. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's awesome. Uh, the SEC, since I've been in, um, I think I, I started season mm-hmm. six. And the SEC's just, it's always been loaded with teams. I mean, it's always a fight for those top three spots because there's so many good teams. And, to come away with the the championship for the conference is I mean, it's awesome after only two seasons of being an AD. It was it's very impressive. Um, again, I think that the biggest and this is just me from the outside looking speaking. I think the biggest statement game you had this year was I do. Uh, I that, that game set the tone for how serious it was this season. 
you know, because LSU was running rough shot over, you know, and yeah. uh, you guys were able to pull that off. Now, if we go by, you know, the metrics that are chosen here, we've got LSU, we've got Miami, we've got Oklahoma State, and we've got Alabama. That's in the playoff. Of those four teams, of those four, three other teams, uh, who do you want to run into the league? Uh, you're not going to run into Oklahoma State in the second. So of of, of Alabama and uh, LSU, which of those two are you know do you feel like would be the tough matchup down to the players? Um. Well. I mean, not to disparage anybody, just to say, you know, who, who. I'll be honest, I would rather play LSU again. Um, just for the simple fact that I've game planned for them before. Um, I've got a better, I've watched them a lot more. I knew I wasn't playing Alabama during the regular season. Sure. So I've watched the games, but I haven't been, you know, watching two game plans so with the amount that they've improved over the the last half of the season i would i'd feel a lot safer and it's never a shoe in but i would feel a lot better playing because you play right exactly so on a scale of one to ten how glad are you that auburn didn't make the playoffs (laughs) i'll give it a good nine okay uh, that makes me feel better. Um, you know, it's been a rough night. Uh, but yeah, I I, I agree that uh, uh, playing a team that you played before, I would also say that it's hard to be it's hard to be a good team twice. Uh, you know, um, you know they a good team with good ADs and good coaches, it's hard to beat them twice in the same year because they generally make adjustments. No. Uh, but honestly, that's not – there's not a one-in situation team right there to have to pick between playing Alabama or really. Yeah, no. So, you know? No, 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 no. Or you could throw U.S. You know, I mean – what do you do with it? What do you do with USC's offense? I mean, what do you do against them? Not- well, I mean, we had the triple option with Alabama last sure. year. Um, I don't know that they were running it as well as uh, USC has this season, but I don't know. I mean, it's it's one of those things like we were talking about earlier. It's if you get those settings right, then it's an easy game. If you don't, then it's going to be a long night. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the thing is that's what guys – we see it a lot where understand why things are happening the way they're happening, and then we as ADs look at it and say, we know exactly why this is happening. Yep. <laughs> you know, uh, whether it's good or bad. And, uh, you know, it's – that's but that's exactly it. You've got to you've got to test. You got to try to get your settings right. Well, that leaves one team left. Uh, don't. There's one team left, and I want to talk about how you feel about the matchup. With the, if how you would match up, and that would be the Oklahoma State. 
who have been as hot and as good as anybody in this league all year long. Well, oh, okay, State. He's from Springfield. He lives about 30 miles east from me. And, I mean, I've I've seen him in chat for the last few seasons. I mean, the dude's active. And him taking over Oklahoma State this year, his record shows, I mean, he is fully invested. He knows what he's doing. That's his team. That's his you know, I mean, that's he got to pick. He, he, he's getting to be the AD of the life team. Yeah. Um, I mean, that would be if we were to make it to that point, it's going to be, I mean, it's going to be a shootout. Okay. So uh, let's say, okay. Uh, you know, and that's the thing. That's what I love about the playoffs in this league is that you get teams. And by the time you get it, those teams, you really don't know what's – you know what I mean? I mean, you can have feelings, look at tendencies and all those things, but you really don't know what's going to happen because the ADs have been good to that point, obviously, to get there. So, at the end of the day, man, uh, you know um, – I'll, I'll say this. I'll, I'll be. I won't be the. But I'll be the first to verbally do it, where people can hear it. Uh, to congratulate you on the job you've done, because uh, you know, my, again, Miami was always kind of an. Hey, we're here too. Also, ran. So you got the, I'll tell you, um, taking over that team when I first got moved into that locker room. It was like, hey, you know, I'm I'm the guy here now. And I didn't have a lot of happy people in there. <laughs> um, it was that first week, I pretty much thought I was going to be recruiting from scratch. But I just kept grinding and grinding on these guys that were already there. Blaze Gunner, Marcus Duncan. Sure. These guys have been huge parts of the team the last two seasons. And yeah, finally all paid off. Um, grabbing those two, keeping Perry Pinnell yeah. in there. I mean, having those three guys, pretty much everybody else followed. Um, I think I kept everybody but one person. Yeah. And, um, well, it, Everybody in that locker room that was there before, I mean, they said it's it's just a it's a whole new team. The team's been turned around, I mean, and it feels really good to have the guys telling you that. Well, all right, you know, and I let's all right, let's just ask a fantasy sports type question, okay? Um, you know, you've got Gary and Isaac Trout at safety. Now, anybody who has any history in the league knows how much I love having good safeties. I love it. I'm big on it. You know? Mm-hmm. In season six, I had Digger Graves and Ali PP at safety. All right? So, my question 
I still have nightmares about Peters. Uh, is one of the more <laughs> underrated players that this league has ever seen. Um, you know, never won defensive player here. Uh, won all American times, but you know what I'm saying. You know, Ali P. Peters is ridiculous. Zigger Graves in season six, especially, was ridiculous. Um, if you had to compare your two safeties, your two your 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 two big name safeties, Pinnell and Kraut, to other safety in the league's history, uh, where would you put? Oh man! Yeah, I know. There's a lot to think about. Um, I mean, they both. It's it's usually one or the other has a big game, and as long as one of the two have a big game, then we win right. that game. Um, I mean, they just they stop everything, run, pass, they do it all. Uh, I mean, I I would I would definitely place them both. Easily in the top ten. Sure, absolutely. Easily, I tell you, here's here's my opinion. Alan Crowd, uh, they're both very, 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 very good. Uh, they're both probably in Hall of Famers if we ever have a Hall of Fame. Nell is for all around safety to me in both the pass and run game. Crouch is of the highlight play type safety where he just completely obliterates somebody on a tackle or gets a big or something like that. You know? But when he hits, he hits hard. And Pinnell, I mean, he told me when I first took over, he said, I'll play free safety, I'll play strong safety, I'll cover the slot, whatever you want me yeah. to do. Just do it. Team player. Definitely. Well you can't beat that. So, uh, but I do uh, at the end of the day, rankings and you know numbers and all that don't make it you know, objective, but uh, or subjective, excuse me. But Pinnell and Kraut, I think, are one of the safety combos we've ever seen in this league, and I think they've been really one of the backbones of your success at Miami. So, you lost David on defense. Going into this, and you just re-upped it in Griffin Richardson's season. Look what he's done, you know. Yeah. So uh, that's a credit to you. That's a credit to your team and your players and all those things. So, all right. At the end of the day, um, what would you define success as? As the Miami, uh, to this season? Uh, same thing I tell the guys in the locker room every week. Uh, I mean, we don't care about anything that we've done prior to the game we're looking forward to. It's 1-0 every week. We game plan the same that we do against a lower-ranked team as we do to the top-ranked team. It's just the time and the Sims and the game planning. Sure. So here's what I'm here's what I'm asking because I've been on both sides. Yeah, um, let's say you can get to the playoffs and not win. Which you did last year. 
Um, you can get to the playoffs, win the game, and then get maybe get to the championship game and not, you know, or you can get the, and win the championship. Obviously, everybody wins win the championship, you know, but if, oh, of course. If, in, in in your mind, you think this team wants. Uh, you know, what do you think this team deserves? As as far as what is their good enough to do? Um, do you think? I mean, is getting to the championship game enough? Is winning the championship game enough? Is winning the playoff game enough? You know, what do you think? Oh, uh, we are one hundred percent in it to win it. Um. These guys, especially all these guys that have stuck it out with me, they stuck around when I took over. They deserve it. They put up with a couple seasons in Miami that were pretty rough, and I want to give them a championship. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you got a guy, you're running back Duncan. Uh, his first couple of seasons, he was my player. He played running, he played wide receiver for Auburn. And uh, you know, I know those guys. Period. So uh, I think right. I think that winning a championship is the ultimate goal. That's what you got to set your sights. So what we do here now is uh, we're gonna call, we're gonna close out. So it's gonna be a real long, basically a long interview with him in case you're wanting to hear this fellow position on things. Uh, and, um, you know, uh, at the end of the day, uh, uh, I want to congratulate you on winning. I want to congratulate you on making the playoff. And I want to uh, congratulate you and your guys on keep going into the playoff. Uh, if give a word of warning, uh, as you know, the postseason is a different animal. And uh, oh, yeah. you guys are well equipped. And I'm looking forward to seeing what you play, to be honest with you. So, um, you know, anything you want to close out? Uh, just thanks for having me on here um, and hopefully we'll be uh, chasing down that championship yes, here pretty soon all the best all the luck in the world uh, that's going to be it listen uh, our first episode of this so we hope everybody enjoyed it we appreciate Dunlop for coming on here spending his time uh, you know uh, spending his time when he's been drinking obviously and uh it- and uh, I wish Miami Hurricanes and other teams in the uh, playoff race going forward. But uh, this has been our podcast. And, uh, hey, we appreciate your